We receive capacity from your throne. We receive ability from your throne. We decree and we declare that in the Jesus, that in help has come. The one that is our helper, the one that is our strength, the one that is our enabler, the one that gives us the ability to do things that he commands us to do. Indeed, he has. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is, he is the eternal rock of ages. The eternal support of all generations. He is the eternal safety of all people. He is the eternal strength of all tribes and nations. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the story about Ebenezer, you can find it in 1 Samuel 7. And the Bible began to speak about Samuel was yet offering a sacrifice unto the Lord. That they came to the children of Israel. But as they came to do that, the Philistines... That is called me, you know. Um, the Philistines came together to attack them, you know. Um, they said to Samuel, Please don't stop God, God for us. Uh, a lamb, a sacrifice, the whole burnt offering to the Lord, and he cried out to the Lord on behalf of Israel was offering up the bond sacrifice the children of israel came up to attack and you know every time i think about this scripture in my mind i'm like you you hear that oh this is about to happen that is about and why i take up a fast while you decide to go into a time of prayer and fasting while you decide to consecrate yourself so that the lord will hear you and save you and deliver you so that you can discover a path for 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 deliverance while you are yet doing that you hear that the enemy is at your gate you hear that the enemy is coming you know i think it's yourself oh my god i'm just in the middle of trying to get your attention i'm just in the middle of trying to you know do what is necessary see samuel did not still kept um, doing what he was doing while he was offering the sacrifice you know the truth the israelites came but the bible declared that but that day the lord thundered with loud thunder against the philistines and he threw such a panic that they were destroyed in front of the the men of israel and pursued them you know slaughtering them along the way you know below car and um, below beth car then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and named the stone Ebenezer. His father, the Lord, has helped us. So Ebenezer in itself began with some memorial. Delivered us. So we're yet in the process of doing what we believe is necessary for our deliverance. The Lord showed up. While trying to seek the Lord or trying to me, while you were yet on your knees, you were yet prophesying and believing while you were yet trying to declare right you heard that the lord has gone ahead of you to deal with the enemies to solve the problem while you were yet the spirit of god began to move 
middle of it, right in the middle of the seven days, the miracle, that which you are seeking for to the Lord, for the Lord to do the invasion of his spirit. It says, wow. And he destroyed their enemies. And Samuel did not say, oh, well, you know, it's done. I'm just going to go. A stone. And we know that every time you see a stone, part of the prophetic representation is Jesus. Because Jesus is the rock of from that the Bible says he's the rock that followed Jesus. And in the, in the Bible, you know, so um, in that time, it was a, a stone that Samuel took. But what it represents is Jesus, the one that delivers, the one that saves, the one that while you are yet trying to make your own intercession, he increased that goes that maketh intercession for you unto the Father. He's the one that has offered himself. He's the one that delivers. So Samuel took it and said, this stone right here for Ebenezer and thus far the Lord has brought us. Let it be for a memorial. Let generations consistently remember that there is a rock that saves. There is one that delivers. I've come to a point where the enemy and all the leaders of your enemy come together to invade you is an Ebenezer. Remember that there is one that rises up and delivers you while you are yet trying to figure out how to come out of the situation. This morning, I pray that God will cause you to trust him. I pray that God will cause trust to rise up in his people. I pray that God will cause your heart to gravitate towards him like never before. I pray that this morning, you will be able to find the path to Ebenezer, that the enemy will not be able to throw at you that you cannot see Jesus in the midst of it on your eyes that in the midst of the chaos that in the midst of that in the midst of the pain that in the midst of the agitation of God will locate the calm that in the midst of the storm that the Lord will cause you to be the eternal one who speaks to the wind that speaks to the storm that speaks to the that the spirit of God will show you, will show you how to raise before, even before your enemies, the Ebenezer, one who saves. I pray that in this season, you will meet with him. You will meet with him. You will not for Jesus to pull you in situation. If before now you have reward by your own strength, the strength of Ebenezer will come into your life. That you will begin to know what it's like to depend on another one. Wait on another. I pray that Jesus will just spoil you with his love and spoil you with his and spoil you with the sufficiency of his strength. I pray that in this season you will come into a place as you learn to lean on the rock of Ebenezer, as you learn to lean on the one that establishes the covenant of God. Generations. This is your season for Ebenezer. This is your season for Ebenezer. I pray that the help of God will surround you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Ebenezer, your help has come. Ebenezer, your help has come. I am. 
Jesus, help for the barren woman, help for the one who the bank is coming after his property, help, Lord, help for the lady whose business is running down, help, Lord, uh, yes, Lord, help me, Lord. help, Lord, help, Lord, help, you see, the help of God is not dependent on the strength of the labor of men. The help of God is not dependent on the preparation of men. The help of God is not dependent on how powerful you are or how much structure you have brought into place. That's why it's called help. That's why it's called help. Father, help. Father, help. Meet you at the point of your weakness. Help meet you at the point of your brokenness. Helps raises you up from the place of your struggle. God, help. Send help from heaven. Send help from heaven. So the woman struggling with that child and saying, Lord, how long? How long can I take a sick child, Lord? Father, let Ebenezer, Ebenezer help. Help in the name of Jesus. Supernatural strength. Supernatural faith. Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Jesus, Father, for your help, for your help that comes to your people. Thank you, Father. Help has come. Stephanie was Isaiah 60. And in Isaiah 60, um, arise and shine you know for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you and I've been talking to you and I've been talking to you about response you know and this morning what was, what was on my spirit is the response to the spirit the response to the spirit because if there is anything um that I have realized that over time, the Lord comes to us. Going to that, I, I just feel the need to break down help. Um, but we're talking about Ebenezer, my help. And thinking that song in the spirit. Um, I'm sorry, Pastor. You see, you're, you keep coming in and out. We can't hear you. Can you mute your mic? Somebody's mic is on. Please mute it. Thank you so much. Um, so, today, not today. And there's one fly that is roaming around my, roaming around my study. So, um, <laughs> I command that fly to die in Jesus' name. So, it's really disturbing me. <laughs> but we're going to make it. We're going to make it this morning because... You know, the Lord wants to wants to uh, speak to us about the response to His Spirit. Um, but before I, I talk about that, which I want to try to do in thirty minutes, uh, while we're singing Ebenezer, my help has come. Um, I began to to feel like the Spirit of God was saying, um, many people do not know what the help of Ebenezer looks like or what the help of God looks like. You know, and while while we're singing that song, I felt like the Lord was trying to say. 
um, to the one whose business is collapsing. My help coming to you does not necessarily look like me giving you money, you know, um, and then all of a sudden you have money to stock up or you have money to do X, Y, Z. I felt like the Lord said, my help coming to you is me giving you a new staff, for example, who knows how to um, keep records better, who knows how to administrate better, who knows how to organize better. My help coming to you um, is going to look like you know, me sending you the right consultant that you can pay that can help you, you know, go over the business and, you know, remodel. My help coming to you is me opening you up, you know, to be able to receive help from people, to be able to receive help um, from others and not trying to do it all by yourself, you know. And I just felt like even to the one that is sick and the Lord is like, oh, my help has come. I felt like God saying, my help has come doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you're going to wake up the next day. And it's all gone. It could mean me leading you to the right doctor. And I said to you guys that when I was going to you know, have a baby, after so many years of waiting, part of what the Lord said to me was that, number one, you're not going to conceive this child naturally um, because there's so much you know, attack on you um, physically. What I, what I want to do is that I need to be able to bypass the normal process of conception and the normal process of childbearing. I have to bypass all of that so that I will come through another route. Um, that's the way you're gonna get pregnant, you know? And in my head, I was thinking, I don't get it. Like, well, God, it doesn't even matter if the witches and wizards build their station inside my bedroom, you are God. Like you can, you can do great and mighty things, but sometimes we don't understand the route that the Lord chooses because it's not about giving us what we desire or what we need. Is about the Lord making us into the people we're supposed to be by reason of the journey of our deliverance. So, so there's some deliverance and some help that are instantaneous, but there are some help that you journey into. There are some help that come to you by reason of the process of God. Because the true problem is not the fact that you don't have the objects that you need. The true problem is that there are patterns inside of you or patterns of operation. There are methodologies that you live by and there are certain cultural standards that you operate by that are the very things that are consistently paralyzing you. So when the Lord wants to deliver you in a time like that, the Lord doesn't just give you the object of your desire. The Lord sends you on a process of achieving and a process of acquiring so that in the midst of the process, even though you receive the object of your desire, but by reason of the process, you are transformed and you are changed into a different man. So that way you then receive what you need, you can keep it, you can keep the miracle, because in the midst of the process, God has changed you. God has delivered you. God has strengthened you. God has made you. And you know, sometimes God will hide um, the birthing of newness inside of you, he would hide it in the midst of the, a process of deliverance or in the midst of a process of, you know, seeking and trying to get something. So that even when the enemy and people look at it from the outside, they say to themselves, oh, what this person is doing is trying to have a child. But on the inside, what the Lord has hidden within that process is the birthing and strengthening and making of you so that it is shielded from the eyes of men. And he brings, puts something outside that distracts people. And the enemy thinks that this is what the Lord is doing. But what the enemy does not know that on the inside, 
the Lord is actually making you so that when you arrive at the point of having a child, you did not only bet a child, but you were reborn into a new person. So that it's like a double miracle that the Lord does. One is not obvious to people, but the other one is obvious. And so even if the enemy is struggling and fighting, he's trying to come after the obvious miracle and he's distracted from the fact that God is making you into something else. So while Jesus was on the earth and the enemy was so distracted by the miracle signs and wonders, when he would go to places, they're like, oh, have you come to us before our time? They are thinking that maybe Jesus has come to try to do millennial reign or he has come to try to, and Jesus is like, look at, look at, just look at them. They don't even get it. You know, Satan was so distracted by all of that. The deliverance of people, you know, the one he's curing from epilepsy, the one he's curing, that they could not see that he had come to die. They could not realize. So Satan even facilitated the process without knowing that what Jesus was actually trying to do was to set an eternal deliverance and salvation for the people, not the momentary one we did expect. So I felt while we're singing Ebenezer, my help has come, that the Lord was also speaking about, you know, the, the, the kind of help that does not occur at once, but the kind of help of God that is also systemic and the kind of help of God that would ensure and necessitate that whatever deliverance the Lord gives to you, you are able to sustain it in the future because the Lord does not only deliver you, he makes you a deliverer in yourself, you know, so that you can then understand the pathway of deliverance. So I feel so strongly that God is bringing that kind of help to people. God is bringing that kind of help to people. And you look at a man like David, God promised him the throne, but God made him a king in the process of him arriving at the throne. So that David then went from being just a man. David then went to becoming an order in the realm of the spirit. So that everyone who walks in the path that David walks in can come into the order, the Davidic order, and can begin to tap into certain operations that David unlocked and unleashed by reason of giving himself to the process. Because that's what happens. There are so many dimensions in the heavens that God has released and God has positioned. But the truth is that many people have not tapped into it because nobody has stepped into the realm of the visible um, nourishment and blessings of God. So God has logged, the Bible says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So it is ours to discover what the spiritual blessings are. You know, it is not enough to know that they exist, but you must walk in the knowledge that you have come into. So David entered into um, a realm and a space where he was able to engage with all of these things in the spirit realm. And by reason of doing so, he opened the door of possibility for others to be able to engage on that level. So that for every time that a man begins to walk the path that David walked in, the man is able to receive certain graces and strength. And you see, there are many more things beyond the ones that are recorded in the Bible. There are many more things in God, many more blessings, many more activations, many more dimensions, many more modes of operation that is left for you to discover, that is left for your children to discover, that is left for our generation to discover. So the question is, are we going to discover it? But it is in the midst of crying out to God for help. It is in the midst of seeking God that God begins to give you the opportunity to discover these things. So never shorten the journey of deliverance because you are discouraged. Never shorten the journey of deliverance because you cannot see the full picture. The help of God is working with you. The help of God is working with you. And sometimes the help of God looks like a process. So in me trying to um, do all that I was doing, the Lord led me. And the Lord said to me, oh, 
you're going to go to XYZ doctor. And he said it through the mouths of people. He said, whatever this person tells you to go, go there. And, you know, in, it was such a huge process. In the midst of it, the Lord was also restoring my marriage. The Lord was restoring my home. The Lord was restoring my heart. You know, there were even things inside of me that I didn't know had needed fixing. But in the midst of the journey, and I was talking to some people recently, and I said that when I look at women who have had like five children, do you know that I esteem them greater than I esteem people who have built industries and huge captains of industry? I, I esteem them more than them because nothing in this life has humbled me as much as childbearing. Humbled, humbled. Like I used to think before that, ah, me, be of the most high. There's nothing I can't tackle. Give it to me. I eat it like bread. This enemy is bread for me. <laughs> Until I got pregnant. Do you understand? This is my second child. It humbled me. I will just sit down and I'll be crying. What's doing me? I don't know. How he's doing me? I cannot explain it. I will hold the baby. I'll be looking at the child and I'm like, my God, who am I? Where am I? Where have I come from? Where am I going to? What's my name? I could, I like, it was like my mind. I said, God, what is this? And it was a weakness from inside. And it was, they would say it's hormonal. It's natural. Is this one? My prayer for months was, Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy on me. God, help me. God, have mercy on me. You don't, you guys don't understand it. There was a point where I was a hundred percent sure I would never be able to minister in this life again. Because when I think about, I, like, I, so there was a time I could even piece sentences together. I'll be talking to you. I'll say, so, um, um, what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, and my mind, so I thought, my goodness, I can't even speak. I can't even articulate daily language. How will I be able to articulate a sermon? You know, but in the midst of all that, I started learning all over again. It was almost as though I had become too strong for God. And I started learning all over again. The defense system I put up to survive years of not having a child, to survive doing baby dedications and not carrying my own. The, all the defenses I had put up, it was like the Lord needed to crumble it and to rebirth me in the newness that he had brought because I am no longer that woman. Because sometimes what happens is that you, you put up defenses to, to, to be able to strengthen yourself for a season and then the deliverance of God comes and you don't know how to lay down your weapons. You don't know how to lay down those things that you put up in the previous season and it's going to stand in the way of what God wants to do so that's why sometimes it will seem like the Lord will bless you and break you at the same time so that when people are like oh my God this is so perfect you're just like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can't really articulate it's not like you are not grateful but it's because the Lord is doing something else yes so he had to show me how to lay down my weapons and say to me you see the struggle is gone come into the newness of relying and depending on me you know, so all of that needed to happen. So my baby came, but I was still being born up until last year. And that's why you see me on prayer in January and I'm praying in February because my help has come. So there is a, there's a finishing and a refining and a totality of, of, of the strength of God that has rested upon me. It was a whole process. So it was two years for me of being reborn. Um, so I just felt the need, like the Lord was saying, I need somebody to understand what my help looks like and what the process of my help looks like. And so even the help of God has got perspective. The help of God has got context. You know, the help of God has got vision. And the perspective and context of his help is based on eternity.
I'm constantly talking about eternity because eternity brings meaning to the activities of this earth. Without the perspective of eternity, you cannot understand the workings of God because you will consistently judge it from where you are and the smallness of your need without seeing that there is a huge and grand plan attached to everything that happens to you. Eternity enables you to be patient to walk with the Lord. You know, so um, the help of God is not just there to do for you what you desire, but is there to make you one who can fit perfectly into the puzzle of all creation. You need to fit. You are a key part of the eternal puzzle. And I pray that the Lord will give you the strength to receive the process of his help, mm -hmm. to receive the process of his help. And whatever transformation that the Lord needs to do in you, I pray that the Lord perfects it and the Lord establishes it by his spirit in the name Amen. of God. Amen. Amen. You know, um, in Isaiah 60, um, we're saying, arise and shine for, for, my, for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And you begin to see that the Lord is saying, your light has come. The glory of God has risen upon you, but you arise and shine. So there are some things that are reserved in the Lord to do, but there are some responsibilities that are reserved for man to do. So when God begins to prompt you and God begins to prophesy to you that a new day has come, let me tell you something. People pray a lot, but in the midst of their prayer, the hardest thing for them to receive is actually their responsibility in the midst of the glory of God or in the midst of the deliverance of God. Men want to be able to sit down to say, ah, the Lord did it. I don't know how God did it. But they don't know that when the help of God comes and the deliverance of God comes and the glory of God will rest upon you, there are certain moves you need to make. There was someone that I heard say recently, said, if you have a big God, then start to make big moves. And for me, it really touched me because you see, many times we stand in awe of God but we forget that the reason why we know God is because God did works. And it is by the works of God, we are able to tell that he's a great God. So if indeed God has been great to you or God is great in you, where are your works? So the apostle began to shade, say, you will show me your faith, but I will show you my faith by reason of the works that I do. And every time that the spirit of God comes to you in the spirit of the day, in the disposition of the day, the response to the appearance and the command of the spirit is what is most critical. And that's why I always go back to Habakkuk 2, where the, he began to say, I will stand upon my watchtower so that I will see what he will say to me and how I might respond. And I always say to you guys that many believers stop at so that I will see what he will say. And we have now found glory in speaking about what the Lord will do. We have now found glory in speaking about what the Lord will say. We have now found glory in speaking about, you know, the possibilities of God, that we have forgotten that the what God truly wants to do by showing us these things is that he needs us to make certain moves. He needs us to take certain strides so that what he desires will be established in us and through us when god will speak to joshua god will say joshua you are a man that i have ordained to take the place of moses joshua my hand is upon you joshua my grace is upon you but god will always say to him joshua get up now and go to war he will come to samson samson get up it is time for you to go you know he will come to gideon oh great man of valor but it is time for you to move you must make a move. You must make a move. You cannot choose to stay in the safety of your fear and believe that the power of God is going to come and break through it for you. Mm -hmm. 
There is a place where God gives you courage by prophesying to you, but you must believe that the courage has come. So that and it's when you get up to make the move that you realize that God courages you. Because where we are right now is for those who will move, those who will do, those who will activate by reason of works. So it says the glory of God has come. The light of God has come. But it's time you commanded you to do. Believe me, you this prayer season will be a waste to you. It will look like it amounted to nothing if you don't make the move. If you don't make the move. So this morning, I need you to raise your hand and pray to God and ask the Lord, Father, help me to move. Help me to do. And as I said, raise your hand and ask the Lord. I began to see a lady and your own move is not necessarily like a business or it's an emotional move. For some people, it's a mental move. For some people, it's a cultural move. And God is saying to you, I don't want you to act like this anymore. God is saying to you as a man, this position you are taking is not me, is not mine. My position is a position of humility. My position is a position of peace. My position is a position that nourishes and strengthens the other one. This position is not for me. You have gotten it through time, through season, through heart, through culture. And God is asking you to make a move in the culture and in the way that you live out your life and you govern your family. So raise your hand and say, God, help me. God, help me. Father, this day, I want to be able to take strides in the direction of the newness that you are calling me to. I want to be able to make moves in the direction of the restoration that you are calling me to. I want to be able to change my position on matters. God help me. Father, there are so many things in my heart that rest against what you are commanding me this morning. But God, I want you to go deep into my heart. I want you to go deep into my soul. I want you to go deep into my spirit. I need you, Lord, to invade the inner parts of me, Jesus. I need you, God, to invade the inner parts of me, God. And I need you to stick your heart. Father, help me. Help me to move, O God. Help me to make the moves that are necessary, O God. Help me to change, Father. Help me to repent in the areas, O God, that I need to. My God, help me. Help me, Ebenezer. Help me, To make every move that is necessary, O God. To move, O God, in the in the in the, in the aspects, O God, of my responsibilities oh god in this time and this season my god let me not be stuck in my ways oh god help me oh god to mirror lord the things that there are things you will have me do my god help me help me lord show me the steps to change Show me the way to change. Show me how to change my position. Show me how to change. God, Father, I can receive the strongholds in my mind. But God, teach me how to break them and how to go past them. For I want to be able to move in a new direction according to your will and according to the visitations that I have received. So God, show me how to change. For the Bible declares that in the day of his power, his people shall be willing. 
for this is the day of your power. Give me the willingness. Help me, Father, to not let me to be left behind. Though I don't want to be left behind the activities of the Spirit. I don't want to be left behind the activities of the Spirit. My response is to My response is to help you extend. My response is to help you extend. Do we Lord? Do we Lord? My response is to let you expand me my response is to let you extend me my response is to let you transform me do it lord do it lord my response is to let you expand me. My response is to let you extend me. Transform. My response is to let you transform me. So do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. My response is to let you extend me. My response is to let you expand me. My response is to let you transform me. So do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. One my time, Lord, extend me. My response is to let you extend me. Now expand me, God. My response is to let you expand me. My response is to let you transform me. So do it, Lord. Do it, Lord, for in the day of his power, the people will be willing. Oh, yes, Lord. For in the day of his power, the people will be willing, yes. For this is the day of your power, Lord. For in the day of his power, my members will be willing. Yes, my heart, my soul, my spirit respond to the Lord. For in the day of his power, my spirit will be willing. Araba Koshantalade, Ora Bea Labasokla Nefakata. For in the day 
of his power. My soul will be willing. My soul will be willing. My body will be willing. For in the day of his power, my body will be willing. Let all that is within me praise him. Let all that is within me respond to him. For in the day, even my enemies will be willing of his power. My enemies will be willing. My children will be willing. For in the day of his power, my children will be willing. And so we declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that the day of his power is here. The day of his power is here. The day of his power is here. Come on, open the heavens. Declare that the day of his power is here. That the day of his power is here. Oh, Father, the day of your power is here. We declare, oh God, that the day of your power is here. Therefore, Father, the day of his power, the day of his power, the day Jesus, 
Father, I bless you. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Because I see a release of such a great host from heaven. And I perceive in my spirit, oh God, that this morning you are going ahead of people to wage war. And I perceive that in the realm of the spirit, God, you are releasing such a great company, Father, to fight with people, to fight for people, and to contend against the things that have contended with us. Even if it be things that are inside of us, even if it be things that reside in us, God, I see you sending the host of heaven to contend and to fight. So, Lord, I bless you and I thank you. Kera use parade katusa kere de bashanda breketile kubara hasese for this is the day of your power yes lord this is the day of your power this is the day of your power this is the day of your power while we were singing that song I saw calendars being changed in the realm of the spirit and I saw human calendars were being flipped over and instead of seeing January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, December, I saw the hand of the Lord flip that calendar over and where you see all the boxes in calendar, there was nothing written and instead of seeing um, first, second, third and all of those many things, I just saw boxes and the hand of the God wrote across the calendar the day of his power. And so I spirit that this is the season where you shall not be governed by the dictates of human time that Amen. can be manipulated by the morning and dark realms. But this is the season where the Lord is raising your engagement and the way you engage with times and seasons. The Lord is raising it up and he's moving us up into the realm of his power. So that even though people may labor on a certain level, but you will level, you will walk in the level of his power. Because mm-hmm. there is something about the power of God. When the power of God comes, that people become willing. Things begin to give themselves willingly to the will of the Lord, to the work 
workings of God. And so it is not a question of God blessing you. It is a question of the willingness of the systems of this world to respond to the blessedness of God in your life. So Saul was fighting the fact that God has blessed and anointed David. Many times you will think that when people know you are anointed or when people know that the hand of God is upon your life for a purpose and for a season that they will give way. But that is not necessarily the case because the response of the enemy to identifying the grace of a Messiah and deliverer is that he wants to fight it so that in his, in his attempts to change times and seasons, he may bring torment upon the people and he may extend the works of darkness. So you need to understand that EU is the appearance of the deliverance of God for a generation. So every time the, the enemy begins to sight and begins to see the manifestations of the deliverer upon you and over your life, he wants to frustrate it and he wants to attempt to change the timings and the seasons of your life. That's why God needs to raise you up from the place of human calendar. So even though you engage in this world, but the way you operate is not of this world or from this world. God needs to raise your platform of operation into the place of the spirit, into the place of his power, where the enemy cannot, he can attempt, but he cannot overrule or overthrow the intentions of God. And that is why we are declaring that this is the day of his power. This is the season of his power, where everything we do, we do by the power of God. When it was time for rain to fall, the, the Bible declares that the prophet went upon the mountain and he began to pray. He wasn't waiting for the human signs or he wasn't waiting for rain to fall. According to the seasons of the earth, he was provoking the rain. He was staring in the rain. He was filling up the clouds with water. And the Bible declared that seven times he told his assistant, go and check. A rain is coming. Go and check. A rain is coming because he understood that that was the day of God's power. And in the day of his power, the clouds must be willing. The heavens must be willing. The earth must respond. You need to understand the workings of the day of his power. That is what God is bringing you into in the day of his power that is when people rise up from the bed of affliction that is when people rise up from struggle that is when people rise up from smallness that is when people rise up from the attack of fear and they began they began to say like the lepers perhaps today god will save us perhaps this is the day of our deliverance that is when three lepers will say let us go into the camp of the enemy maybe they will have mercy on us even though their own people put them outside the gate for yes, they began to see that maybe there's a possibility of salvation even in the camp of the enemy. It is in the day of his power that lepers get up and begin to make a journey towards deliverance. This is the day of his power where everything inside of you can possibly wake up. You have been sitting for so long. You haven't been able to make the next Necessary moves, but in the day of his power, you receive courage and boldness to rise up and to make the moves that are governed by his spirit. And so I declare unto you that this is the day of his power. The hand of the Lord is changing the calendar, and the hand of the Lord is infiltrating human calendar to set you up to empower you and to enable you to do the things that only God can do to get over that hurt, to get over that brokenness, to get over the of the past. 
the day of his power. This is the day of his power. Not the day of your power. This is the day of your power for in the day of his power, the people will be willing. Yes, Lord. For in the day of his power, the people will be willing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the day of your power, my husband will be willing. This is the day of your power. So my children are willing. My business is willing. My ministry is willing. The government is willing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My friendships are willing because this is the day of your power. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. The most you can do in the day of his power is to partner with him, is to agree with him that whatever he wants to do is the way to go. You know, tomorrow I will share what I was going to share today. Actually, tomorrow... I have something very yummy for you. It's, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be so beautiful. Um, don't miss prayer in tomorrow morning uh, because I will not be alone here. This, this, my studio is going to be on fire tomorrow. So this is not, tomorrow is not the day you miss prayer. Tomorrow is the day you come with your shekere. You come with your Bible, your pen. You, you tie scarf on your head. Tomorrow is that day, you know. There are some meetings, some churches you are going to, you have to tie scarf and tie your eyebrow also. Tie everything and hide it. You remove your eyelashes. Hey, tomorrow is the day you do that. You come with one anointing oil, you understand? And you just give yourself space. Tomorrow is that day. Hear me? Don't say I did not tell you. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to be entering some levels together. I and some powerful ministry partners tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning. So 5.30, bam, we're here for you. We're, we're not doing any other thing. 5.30, that's where we begin. Um, <clears throat> so what I was going to say today about Mary, I'm going to say tomorrow. But I need you to just hear this, these things as you go, take it with you. There are sevenfold manifestations of light or things that light does. If you go to Genesis um, 1 verse 14, when the Lord began to speak about light, and the government of light. The first thing is it divides the day and the night and it divides light from darkness. Why am I telling you this? It's because your light has come, but you need to understand what light does. One of the first things that light begins to do is bring division. The problem with a man that can see is that all of a sudden the man no longer has the desires for the things of darkness. Light usually brings division. So the Bible says it will come and it divides the light from the darkness, the day from the night. 
So it makes things apparent and it separates you. When light comes, so sometimes what you are praying for for your children or you are praying for for somebody is not God. I declare, let's have an enemy. Sometimes you just need to pray for an invasion of light because the moment light comes, darkness dissipates because darkness is made obvious and the works of darkness are revealed. So when it says your light has come, these are the sevenfold things that it does. The second thing is that light, the Bible says, and it shall be for signs. So part of the things that light does is that two signs. What is a sign? A sign usually is a pointer to something else that is happening. A sign usually will tell you go left or your way to PI's house, turn right. A sign gives you direction. Sign tells you that something bigger is brewing behind the scenes. So part of what light does is that light makes you sensitive to the workings of the spirit. Light makes you sensitive to the activities of the spirit realm. You begin to be able to say, oh, I sense that God is doing this. Oh, I feel like this is the way we should go. Oh, light for signs. Then the third thing is for seasons. Part of what light does is that it begins to change the seasons of life. So before then, you could sit in any season that Satan puts you. And Satan knows how to, the Bible says the horns that came to scatter, he began to say part of what he wants to do is to attempt to change laws and times. So part of the things that Satan is always seeking to change is the command of God over the life of a person. And he also wants to change the season of your life because everything that God made, he made, he locked into seasons. The moment there is an attempt to change your season, it doesn't matter if you are still living. There are many people that are alive, but they are not thriving. There are many people that, that are alive, but they are never fulfilling. They are never becoming. They are never achieving. They are never acquiring what God has called them to do. So Satan understands the power of seasons. But one of the things that light does is that he brings the government of seasons into your life. So you can now perceive the season. You can now, according to the spirit, instruct the season. And you can partner with God in season. That's part of what light does. And the, um, the fourth thing that is for is for days. Because you see, seasons are different from days. There are seasons locked into generations, seasons locked into nations, seasons locked into um, places and into lives and individuals, but there are days. So days are for the manifestation of seasons. Seasons are greater than days. Days are locked within seasons. So days are the calendar years, but seasons are basically the widespread will of God over a period of time. But you see, you can have a season of God pronounced over you, but if you don't have days, you cannot manifest seasons. And you see, the thing about days is not just that you woke up in the morning. Your day must be rich. Your day must be full. You must have desire in the day. You must have strength in the day. You must have power in the day to be able to fulfill the will of seasons over you. So you see, part of what light does is that it also brings days to birth so that you can live through the day. Because a person that is bedridden for one month, you cannot necessarily say that they are living in the day because it's like a repeated cycle every day. So every day is unveiling an aspect of the season. So part of what light does is that it brings you into the fruitfulness of days. And then the fifth thing is years. Years is also like days, but years is an accumulation of days. And years is an accumulation of the intentions of days. And years is the point of evaluation 
of the measure of days. And so when I talk to you about this, I need you to remove your eye from the normal, I woke up yesterday and I woke up today. And I need you to see days in the spirit realm because there is something about days. Each day has got an identity. Each day has got an importance. Each day has got a mission and each day has got a guardian over it. And that is why the psalmist began to say, for the Lord has numbered my days. Because you have to understand something. There's a difference between counting and numbering. When you count, you are just saying one, two, three. When you number, you are giving it an identity. This is one, this is two, this is three. So each day has got a number. Each day has got a purpose. Each day has got an identity. So when you wake up and you command the day, what you are doing is that you are partnering with the guardian over the day. You are partnering with the intention for the day. So each day is pregnant consistently. And the betting of each day necessitates that the next day is born. Because the in the womb of a day is the child for the next day, is the purpose for the next day. So the reason why many people feel stuck in time is because a day never birthed for them. So sometimes the Lord will have to take you back into seven years ago, which was the last time you truly lived out the purpose of God. Every other thing you did was just living out your own. But God will take you back to seven years in an aspect of the day and cause the day to birth by the spirit so that there is an acceleration of time for you. So it is within years that you have evaluation of days. So part of what light does is that light ensures that the intention of days are born and, are, and evaluated and rewarded in years. Now, the sixth thing is that um, light gives, so the light of God gives light to the whole earth. So there is a dimension of the light of God that can break out in you and around you that can light up the whole world. I need you to understand me. There is a point where God will take the voice of a man, will take the work of a man, will take your labor of years, and he will cause it to become a global light. And people from every nation will begin to hear you. And even people that don't speak your language and don't understand your intonation, they will begin to sense the heaviness of the spirit of God upon your life. Why? Because it is called the light of God. The light of God lights up the whole earth. When you begin to break, because the operations of light are on different levels. So there is the light that illuminates your spirit. And there is a light that illuminates your mind. And there is a light that illuminates your where you are standing, a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. There is a lamp that illuminates where you stand, your current position. But there is a light that illuminates your path so that you know where to go. But there is a light that breaks upon you and it becomes the light of nations, the light of the earth, the light of the world. There is a portion that you are carrying that can illuminate the whole earth. There are things that you can birth and can bring a new revelation to the whole world. But I found out that many people are still on the level of the lamp to my feet and the light to my path and they never enter the level of the light to the whole earth the light to the whole world god can give you in the global light or in the light that lights up the whole world god begins to give you standards and parameters by which every nation can be blessed by what you carry god begins to show you how to disseminate his wisdom and knowledge into patterns and templates and structures that are suitable for every nation so that you are never limited into a particular space you can break out into nations this is the operation of the light of god in you it is light that comes that breaks out into nations it it goes beyond culture. It goes beyond tradition. It is a heavy cardboard and presence of God. This light is by the product, product of a measure of God's spirit. When it rests upon you and the nature of God, you are able to advance and you are able to engage in every level. on every level. There is a light that lights up the whole world. And it's a dimension of the operation of light. 
And so the seventh one is to rule the day and to rule the night eternally. Everything I'm telling you is in Genesis, the book of Genesis. And these lights are to rule the day and to rule um, the night eternally. The light of God, the night of God. So it rules the day and it rules the night. So there is a light that rules at night. It is not all night times that are dark. There, are, there is darkness, but night is not darkness. So there is the oppression of darkness, but there is this, the normal night season. But there is a light in you that is light in the midst of the darkness. So in the midst of the night time, so the light inside of you can wake up at 3 a.m. And the Lord begins to show you all the witchcraft covens, all the things they are plotting and planning. The Lord begins to show you all the orchestrations of hell and darkness, but you sit upon your bed. In the midst of the night, you are ruling by light. You are ruling by light. So there is really no season of man, and there is really no time of the day that is limited to you. You are never limited at any time of the day. This is where you have to rise up to, where you begin to truly operate in your office as a God. And this God, the Bible calls our father, the father of lights. That means the, thing, the children he gives birth to are light. But the God of Bible also describes him as the God who dwells in unapproachable light. So he is filled with light. The Bible says even the darkness is light to him. You need to understand God. So that means even in you, there is a season of darkness of the earth and the night time of the world that is like lights to you. In the midst of the blindness of a generation, you are in illumination. You are not just illuminated, but you are the illumination of a time. And you need to rise up to this place, but it begins with recognition of what exists. And the moment you know that these dimensions of light exist, but they don't just exist in God, but they exist in me as a light bearer and a light carrier. You begin to understand the prophetic word that says it is the day to glow in the dark. So I leave you with this word and I leave you with the dimensions of the operation of light. And I pray that light will break forth inside of you. That God will not only illuminate you, but he will make you a luminary. You will be a light body and a light source. Amen. So that when in darkness, when they accompany you or when they encounter you, something happens to them. Amen. The struggle of a pain that they experienced for 10 years that has brought captivity upon them, the chains will begin to break. Yes, the moment because all of a sudden they will understand. Yeah. All of a sudden they will know what the things of God looks like, what it feels like to sit with the God of light. Amen. I pray that the Lord will strengthen you. And I pray that God will raise you up. Amen. Raise you up. Raise Amen. you up. Raise your mind out of the smallness that this time or this world wants to put you in. But God will cause you to break past the calendar of men. Yes. And to enter into the Amen. calendar of God. Amen. That place is where you will operate. Amen. You will and you will reign in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you are